Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. Hi, everybody. My name is Anais Ganuna. I am an aligned marketing strategist and guide. What that means is that I focus on marketing strategies that are ethical and values-based. I work primarily with what I call spirit-led folks. And what that means to me is that you have a calling or something that is moving through you, moving out of you that you've that you are actually taking action to bring into the world. So it means that you have a vision and you are taking action towards that vision. So welcome, first of all, everybody. Um, If you are joining me or you're meeting me for the first time, I'm just so happy to be here. Um, I love being with the Breakfast with Champions rooms. They are a lot of fun for me. And also, if this is your first time listening to me speak, um, I should warn you, uh, or rather just let you know what my intentions are here, is that I really like to focus on giving practical advice that center the idea of two millimeter shifts. Now, two millimeter shifts are designed to be small and sustainable and over the long term have significant impact. I have been an entrepreneur for over 15 years across four businesses with one exit. Uh, Currently with the the work that I do, I am the fractional CMO to quite a few companies uh, as well as I'm running two of my own businesses. So a lot of the things that I have learned over over these last 15 years and with working with uh, these clients and with my own businesses is that when we try to make these huge changes in our day-to-day lives, we maybe do them for a short amount of time, but eventually we go back to our old habits. But by centering these two millimeter shifts, we can actually make a lot of impact while making sure that it's something that we can stick with for the long term. So one of the things that I really wanted to highlight in the spirit of Virgo season and the holidays, and also stepping into the very last quarter of 2021, is I wanted to share a little bit about the practice of retrospectives. Now, just really quick, I I really like to get as many folks on the stage involved as possible. So if I can see a flash of mics, 
How many people on stage regularly run retrospectives? All right, I am not seeing many mic flashes. Do none of you run retrospectives? I'm so excited. I'm about to change all of your lives. I see, I see you, Karina. All right, Karina, it's you and me. So retrospectives, uh, first of all, they are designated times uh, to look back at a certain amount of time. They're designed to help you learn, improve, and also build trust, relate with your team, or if you're a team of one, it's really helpful to help relate with yourself and ultimately evolve in a way that is natural, that doesn't require dramatic things to go bad in order to improve. And it's one of these things that has drastically improved, not just the relationships I have with my clients, but also the relationship I have with the teams for my businesses. Um, and my partnerships, and even with my customers when I do this uh, at times. So first and foremost, what's, what's the point of running these retrospectives? Retrospectives, uh, like I mentioned earlier, they're an opportunity to learn, and they can be a catalyst for change. For me, what's the most important is, is over the course of my business, I've realized that a lot of the things that um, are taught to us as entrepreneurs, as being business owners, really don't align with who I am as a person and my values. Uh, one of the things that I have been playing with is how do I, how do I lead my companies uh, when I'm the one who sets the vision and I have the team, and I also don't believe in hierarchy. So part of, um, I think, the benefit of also having retrospective is that it gives everybody a voice and an opportunity to relate to one another. Because in a retrospective, there is no, no person's opinion or lived experience that exists above somebody else's. Everybody's experience is valid. Everybody's opinion is valid. And it's all, uh, all with the intention of creating a better working and better flowing team. So it's a great opportunity to relate to one another. It's a great opportunity to establish and, and continue building trust. And on a human level, it's also a beautiful space where you can let go of frustrations before they become overwhelming, right? So how many times, I mean, I'll just ask this question kind of rhetorically, but how many times over the course of the last 20 months have you waited for something to become just to a point where you can't even hold it in anymore, you're so frustrated or you're avoiding doing something altogether because it is, it's creating so much friction and tension in your life. So these opportunities, it's when you create these checkpoints, you allow yourself essentially to have like a, a pressure valve to release the tension that might be building up in a way that is healthy, in a way that you can create change, in a way that uh, you can be heard. I'll also say like being someone who, who uh, has ADD, who is neurodivergent, it also helps create these checkpoints because I can tell you as being someone like because of my ADD, I follow the dopamine, uh, which means that some like there are, I need certain structures to be able to check in with myself as far as am I doing the things that I set out to do? Did I improve what I said I was going to improve or am I just continuing on a cycle and not actually doing those two millimeter shifts that I wanted? Um, and as well, like I really am a very, very big believer that we do not celebrate enough in this lifetime. So I believe that retrospectives are also an opportunity to celebrate the wins that we have, the things that we learn and as we grow. So like I mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm really, really big on uh, two millimeter sustainable shifts. And this is really a practice that in 30 minutes, once a month, you can create a lot 
a very, very big impact. So this is this is really what I wanted to lean into for today. Do we have any questions so far before I dive into how to prepare and how to run a retrospective? All right, I'm just gonna keep rolling then. Um, so retrospectives, how to prepare for a retrospective. Like I mentioned earlier, these can be, um, you can do these as often or as in off or as frequently or as infrequently as works for you. I can tell you that for myself, I will run retrospectives with me, myself and I uh, once a quarter and with my clients, I tend to do them once a month. Uh, and with my business businesses that I have, I also try to do them at least once a month. And whatever cadence works for you is the right cadence. If for you it works better to do them once a week, do them once a week. If every other month, once a quarter, play around. Just because you're in business for yourself doesn't mean that you have to stick to a single system. Like you get to play and explore in this. So pick a frequency at which you want to do these. And when you're picking this frequency, I also want you to pick an opportunity of how far you're going to look back during this retrospective. So if you're doing it once a month, are you just looking back in this past month? If you're doing it once a quarter, are you looking back for the entire quarter, the entire year? Just like prepare everybody who's participating as to the time frame that you are looking back onto. You can also do this, by the way, if you have like specific launches or campaigns that you're running, you can also do this as, at the end of a campaign. So it might not fit in like a monthly or quarterly calendar, but it could be that you just had a, like a six week campaign that just wrapped up and that's what you want to do the retrospective on. Again, like this is a, I'm a very big fan of choosing your own adventure. So the invitation is always to choose your own adventure. So you're going to pick the time period and the frequency. One of the very, 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 I mean, I mentioned this earlier, I'm going to repeat it again. Everyone's experience is valid. Everyone on the team is going to get an opportunity to speak. And also in that opportunity, it's incredibly important to establish what I call a brave space. Now, typically the languaging around this kind of stuff is um, like creating a safe space. And I genuinely don't believe we can guarantee safe spaces because you don't know everybody's lived experience and something might be triggering for them. So to guarantee a safe space for me is actually like, I, I have a note to it based on my values. So I like to instead invite a brave space, meaning that, uh, we can look at each other with regard and know that nothing that is being said is being said to uh, said with malicious intent. And also part of that brave space is also uh, guaranteeing that nothing shared will be used against anybody. So especially when you're working with teams, especially when you're working in, in teams and systems where there is a lot of hierarchy, being creating a space where folks can actually share the things that are bothering them or the things that aren't working for them is incredibly important. Um, part of that is also not taking things personally and focusing on improvements rather than blame. All right, so it's 140. I'm gonna do a quick reset before we uh, jump into the actual four L's of a retrospective. So very quickly, we you are in Breakfast with Champions, the Millionaire Breakfast Club. And I'm not sure if y'all know this, but we're not just on Clubhouse. There is a Breakfast with Champions podcast, a Breakfast with Champions pages, both on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on LinkedIn. And it's an opportunity for you to connect wherever you are. So here's what we, we want you to do. We want you to go to at Breakfast with Champions Club on Instagram, click the link in the bio, and from there you can follow us from anywhere and always stay connected with the Breakfast with Champions team.
So with that, actually, before I dive into these four L's of running a retrospective, y'all know I like to open up to see if there's questions. I want to make sure that this, this content, that your time is being respected and that you are getting value out of the space here. So does anybody have any questions before we dive into the four L's of a retrospective? All right. I love it when I'm like actually clear on things. It's <laughs> delightful. All right. So the four L's of a retrospective. So you know why you're running the retro. Oh, I just got the red bar. Are you hearing me okay? Yes, we can hear you fine. Perfect. Thanks, Doc. So the four L's of a retrospective. We went over why we want to do a retrospective, how to prepare for it. And then it comes the time where you actually run these retrospectives. And again, as you get into the flow of these, you can very easily do these in under 30 minutes once a month. And I will tell you that with one of my business partners, when we run ours, they turn into 90 minute meetings because we really dive into a lot of different things. So again, you're gonna find your flow that works for you, for your team. I will also say that probably the first time that you run this, it will be longer than future times because there's probably a lot of pent up things that haven't been expressed yet. Um, so breaking it down into the four L's of a retrospective. The very first L is loved. So you're gonna ask your entire team, what did you love? And again, you already set the time period. So what did you love about the last month? What did you love about this last campaign? What did you like about, what did you love rather about this last launch? And you're gonna let folks share with you what is flowing really well for them. What made life great in working on this particular project or within this time frame? And what you'll see is you'll see the things that are making people really excited about being there and about doing their jobs. And I also really like to start with this L because I'm, I'm very big on, um, like I, I'm an, I have a hard no to toxic positivity and I also have a very big yes to celebrating things. Cause I, again, I, I'll say it again. I really don't believe that we celebrate enough in this life, especially as entrepreneurs, especially as business owners. So um, being able to first share the things that you love is really, really a great place to start. And it sets the tone for what's gonna, what's gonna go down. The second L is gonna be long before. So you're gonna let folks talk about what improvements would make their job easier. What do they wish they had during this launch? What do they wish they had during uh, this last, I mean, whatever it was, during this last month, during this last quarter? What would have made their life easier? So we have loved and we have longed for. The third L is loathed. What was outright bad? What absolutely sucked? What was just so freaking frustrating for them during this time period? And again, we're not centering blame. We are, we are really centering, not taking things personally. So it could be like, I had once where I ran a team where like we were getting bottlenecked by the CEO. And the thing that the team kept loathing is that they were creating all this work and there was a huge bottleneck, which happens, especially with a startup, especially with um, like, there are things that can go bad. I will also share like with one of the businesses, one of the things that ended up being a loathe was um, they were running a room a few times a week on Clubhouse. Like this was in way early days Clubhouse and they were loathing, like not showing up on Clubhouse, but they were loathing that it, it really felt like they were spinning their wheels. So we had an opportunity then to shift it, right? Because we were able to bring it forward before it got so overwhelming to the point where they never want to be on Clubhouse again. So we have three out of the four L's. We have loved, we have longed for, we have loathed. The fourth and final L is learned. What lessons did they learn during this time? 
what are they going to be bringing forward? And then again, learning doesn't just happen from mistakes. Learning also happens from success. So what are the processes that, that really taught them? What is something that they learned during this that they can bring forward? So those are the four L's. What did they love? What did they long for? What did they loathe? And what did they learn? Now, I always like to add this one extra piece because if you didn't hear it when I said it four different times already, I really believe in celebrating. I really believe that uh, we don't celebrate enough. So any opportunity to celebrate, I'm a yes to. So the one piece that I always add is shine. Um, I talked about this a little bit a couple weeks ago during my last segment about shine theory. Um, but I really believe in giving folks an opportunity to love up on one another and creating a space where folks can call out individuals for things that they did, whether it's ideas, whether it's that they came up with a system or a plan, um, whether they had a brilliant idea, whether they turned something around, like turned something around quickly, uh, whether they held their boundaries, whether they let themselves take a day off when they needed a day off. There's so many different things that we can do to make sure that folks are being seen for the things that they're doing right. Again, I, I really believe in when you highlight folks for their strengths, they become more empowered in those and creating an opportunity for the team to praise one another is just amazing way to team build is an amazing way to just establish love community and, and trust. And those are essentially the five main pieces of running a retrospective. Now, this isn't just about, creating the space to talk about these things because you can have all this information and still do nothing with it. So the last step of running a, a retrospective is a follow-up action plan. Now this can be done a few different ways. Like for my, uh, for my clients and for my businesses, I actually have this automated um, where there's somebody taking notes during the retrospective. And at the end, everybody just gets an email along with an action plan as to what we're going to change. So the action plan is this. You're gonna take a look over, if you're in person, you can do this on a whiteboard. If you're on Zoom, there's actually a whole templates that you can also use for this um, so that everybody has the same screen and you can basically share your screen and have all these notes up in front because it is, it can be really heartwarming and also it can make you feel good as a business owner when things are going really well and that there's only little things to improve. And also it can be really motivating to see when there's things that are breaking down in communication and that you can still improve those. So I highly recommend doing, doing this in, in a way where everybody can see everybody's answers all the time. So when you create this action plan that you're going to follow up with the entire team, you want to take a, take a look at over your, this entire list, the list of what you loved, what they longed for, what they loathed, what they learned and then the shine. And what I want you to do is take a look at the things that longed for or loathed and see if there's an opportunity to rewrite or eliminate or rework something from that list. And I'm going to give you a quick little example of what that can be. I have a client who um, has a membership space where they have to show up and teach certain amount of times a month. And every time it came time for their presentation, they would really have, um, they would have a hard time coming up with it. And it wasn't that they didn't know the information because it was information that they had before, but there was just something else going on. And the more like it took us a couple of months to really pinpoint what the root cause was, why there was this friction coming up. But what essentially ended up happening is that we realized that it had nothing to do with the process and everything to do with the time. 
of uh, with uh, when in the month they were running this presentation when they had to build a presentation because it coincided with their other two businesses it just created a huge bottleneck where they felt totally overwhelmed so by just shifting the presentation date one week later in the month it created this vast amount of space for them just for making that one change but had we not been running the retrospectives they would have stayed in that frustration i mean for who knows how long but because we kept running the retrospectives because we kept asking okay what is it like okay you you're longing for more space when you're doing this let's dive into that what else is going on around that a lot of times there's things that are outside of the business that are creating an impact and also being a human and being a business owner and doing things differently you also get to let that inform how you run your business i'm a very big believer in allowing your business to uh or rather setting your lifestyle first and then creating a business to feed into that rather than building a lifestyle around your business because we live in a society that really praises capitalism because we live in a society that really praises uh productivity you will run yourself into the ground if you don't create uh opportunities for you to rest and opportunities for you to honor yourself as a human first so in doing these retrospectives you get to allow as many as much other information inform the decisions that you're making and how you're going to run your business so when again when you're creating this action plan see what you can rework is there a bottleneck in the process does does the like is there a bottleneck do things need to be reworked is uploading in this specific thing not working is there a different opportunity is are you i mean it can be so many different things that you can rework or it can be a decision of like you know what us showing up on this platform really hasn't been uh productive for us we're creating a lot of additional work let's lean into the things that we're loving and and focus on how we can improve that rather than expending energy so there's so many different action plans that you can come up with based on this 30 minute meeting. And also, we're not just here about like we don't just again, we we want to celebrate and amplify the good stuff as well, not just eliminate the bad stuff. So it's not just about an action plan of what you can eliminate and rework, it's also how can you amplify the things that people are loving? If people are loving that uh they can sign off and go pick up their kids from school, great. How can we make that process easier? Uh if people are loving, you know, meetings that start after this time, okay, great. How can we work that in? And in creating these retrospectives again, you're creating an opportunity to relate to your team. Um if you're running this with a team, if you are a team of one, you are creating checkpoints for yourself and opportunities for you to relate to yourself. Too, like let's not underestimate that the importance of that. Like being in business for yourself really requires a lot of self-awareness and having these checkpoints really makes it um easy to flow in and out of things and also bring things forward that you might not think are that much of a problem, but hey, maybe you're doing one thing that really is bothersome and it could easily just be eliminated once you put it down on paper and you see it in front of you. So that's really what I have. I know we have 8 minutes left in the day. So with that, I would love to open up for any questions, any feedback. How are y'all feeling? I know not everybody flashed. Actually, I think Karina was the only person that flashed their mic as far as running retrospectives um in the past. Hamza, I see you. Oh, did you I'm, I'm just I'm just learning. I this is a new for me, so I'm just back there learning and working. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think you're going to run a retrospective soon? Absolutely. I I I'm I'm, I'm going to have to keep learning about it. This is the first time I hear it. The 
that's why I didn't flash my mic the first time. Like, and I looked around, like nobody flashed their mic. I'm like, oh, okay, we're good. I'm not the first. Yeah, listen, like it's it's. I didn't start doing this again. I've been in business for myself for 15 years. I didn't start running retrospectives regularly until I want to say four years ago, and it's been a game changer. So hopefully, I can save all of y'all nine years of being in business before you start doing these, because it's really such a huge opportunity to to get to know yourself and your team. Um, I'm wondering as as um, and again, you don't have to really like. You can definitely take your time and learn more about it. Even just creating a space, like I've seen folks run retrospectives that really only have two things, which is what did you like? What didn't you like? Action plan. So I like using the four L's because to me, I really like keeping you know things simple. Um, and also I like to dive into things and I really like adding the shine, but you can make this as simple or as in-depth as you want. Do we have any other questions? Um, actually, like y'all, if you have questions about how to run your first one, like please feel free to unmic. We still have six minutes left. I'm definitely happy to help find a way that's going to work for you. How often do you run these? Uh, so it really depends. If I'm running it just with myself and I, like if I'm doing my own personal retrospective, I do it once a quarter. Uh, with most of my clients, we run them once a month. So it's really a choose your own adventure uh, type of thing. I have I have certain clients in the past who would run them after a campaign, which would be anywhere from like six weeks to like four months. So the frequency of it really depends on on your business cycle and the things that you go through on a regular. I think if if you can at least do it once a quarter, that would be great. Um, but I think that depending on how big your team is and depending on how many moving pieces there are, there, uh, there might be opportunity to do it less or more. It really is going to depend. Thank you for that question. No, thank you. And I, I had one follow up if I could, how long are they usually like, do you, is it hours? Is it 30 minutes, 60 minutes? How long do you usually take to do these? Yeah, it really depends on the team. Um, like I have one, uh, one of my business partners for one of, uh, one of the companies that I run, uh, we definitely take our time. We usually do those. Like if we're in a, if we're short for time, we'll, we can really bang it out in 20 minutes. If we're in the flow, of, like we really want to dive into individual things, we can take up to 90 minutes. These can really get done, uh, especially once you're in the flow of things in under 30 minutes. So it's again, like you, I mean, if this is your first time hearing me again, I really like to center two millimeter shifts. So little, little things that can create big impact. Um, so you can do these in under 30 minutes depending on your team, again, depending on if you set this up in a way that you can just bang things out. Um, and also, if you want to take your time with it, uh, take your time with it. And um, I will also say, usually the first time that you run it, it will take you longer than the next time that you run it. Because if this is the first opportunity that you've given your team uh, an opportunity to speak about how they can improve things, they might have a lot more to say than they would in subsequent uh, retrospectives. Thank you for that question. My pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Do we have any other questions about retrospectives and how to maybe run your first one and how to introduce it? If not, that's all good as well. I, I'm honestly shocked. Hey, what, what was up? Go ahead. It, it was me again. I'm sorry. I just had one more question. So like, do you come up with actionable items out of the retrospectives? Do you, um, like, do you like assign people stuff or like, is it just, is it just a debrief type of thing? Yeah. I'm a, listen, I'm a big fan of action items. Uh, Cause you can, like I you can take all this stuff and put it on paper, 
Uh, but if you're not going to improve anything, then you're just going to create more frustration because people are telling you things aren't working for them. And if it's not being changed, then it's being chosen. So I absolutely recommend having a follow-up action plan, um, depending on what things are, are, you know, what things get brought up. And those action plans can be as simple as like, hey, we need to find a new process for this and, and delegating that. If it's something that needs to be done on a higher level, then do it on a higher level. Um, like if, if it's like, like, hey, I hate this vision, it's like, okay, then maybe we need to take a look at other things. Uh, but if it's things like processes, if it's things like, hey, this type of communication isn't working for me, then there's rooms to improve. It's like, then there's, uh, you can definitely assign folks to be like, hey, if this form of communication isn't working for you, why don't you uh, come up with a couple different ideas to present to me and then give folks a deadline, you know, delegate as you usually would. Uh, but yeah, absolutely come up with an action plan. I like to really lean into what can you eliminate or re rework from the like from the loathed or longed for section. Um, and then as well as like, what can you double down on on the love section? So from the things that they loved, what can you how can you make sure that there's more of that happening? I've also seen teams, by the way, that under the love section, they'll go through and they'll evaluate the things that have the highest ROI in the love section and really figure out how they can do more of that because it's going to have a higher return on investment. So there's so many different ways that you can kind of take the information that you glean from this retrospective and put it into action in a way that not just creates better, better team, better communication, uh, better relating, but it also improves your business in the long run. Excellent questions, Doc. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Well, we're down to the last two minutes. So I don't know if we're going to have time for another one. And I'm pretty sure that I am the last segment of the day. Uh, Glenn, I'm not sure. Did you want to take uh, take over? Is there like a final sign off that you want to do? It is all you. So if you want to just uh, say your final word, you can go ahead and have the honor of closing the room. Oh, my goodness. I'm so honored. Thank you so much, Dr. Jane. So yeah, thank you so much, everybody, for joining the Breakfast with Champions Club. Um, again, just in that, I just want to do a quick last note that uh, November 5th through 7th in Lexington, Kentucky, the Grow for God conference is going down. Glenn Lundy is going to be celebrating the thousandth episode of Rise, hashtag Rise and Grind featuring so many of your favorite Breakfast of Champions speakers and spearheaded by Tamara, who is on the lookout for you in the hashtag 67 day challenge check-ins. So if you're one of the almost thousand people in the community that are doing the challenge, we are so proud of you. Proud of you. And if you haven't yet, it's not too late. Go to breakfastwithchampions.live to grab the link to sign up now. Uh, I also will give you the final invitation to please go ahead and follow all the mods that you see here on stage. If it is information that you got from them that was valuable, that made an impact in your day to day. I will also say that being a middle child uh, and also uh, yeah, being a middle child, I really appreciate words of affirmation. So if this has been helpful for you, I my DMs are open uh, for praise or also if there's things that you'd like to hear from me in the future, my uh, suggestion box, so to speak, is open and I'm happy to be here, happy to share this with you all. And thank you everybody for being here. So I think that's everything. I will see you all tomorrow bright and early. Uh, and I think that's all I have. Dr. Janie, is there anything else? You did a phenomenal job. You did a great job. So great. We'll see, yep. see you Perfect. all tomorrow in the morning at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Anything else, John? No, I think she did great. It was awesome. Have a great night, everybody, and we'll see you at 5 a.m.
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.